This week's episode of Downsizing is brought to you by Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis. <laughs> I'm just fucking kidding. I'm pretty sure he doesn't listen. Um, and if he does, uh, g- good luck against the mouse. Hello and welcome to Downsizing, the only podcast that doesn't pre-record episodes to upload while on vacation. I'm your host, a guy that's off the clock, Tim Down. I'm coming from, uh, wow, mm, okay, I'm coming to you live from sunny Florida, United States of America, except it is not currently sunny, it is currently dark, because I'm recording this at 12.30 in the a.m., uh, so as not to disturb anyone else in the house, and also to not, um, you know, there's nothing worse than having someone walk in while you're recording a podcast. I know this is a very unrelatable feeling to describe to some of you. Um, it's kind of like having someone walk in while you're masturbating, just somehow less cool. So that's how I find myself sitting in the dark, feeling myself being eaten by bugs, uh, sitting next to a pool that I am having all kinds of intrusive thoughts about throwing into the pool. But we're not going to do that, because, I mean, it should be self-evident. But that's what I'm dealing with during the recording of this episode. Now, as I mentioned, I'm in Florida. I'm in Florida to visit my girlfriend's grandmother. And uh, we've done that and more. And uh, at this point, I've been in Florida since Thursday. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and it's Monday. So I've been in Florida for five days. I'll be coming back from Florida this coming Saturday the 20th, from which I'll be going more or less directly to Beer Fest. So next week I'll have uh, some more updates as far as that goes. But for now, I'm going to recap uh, my trip so far, at least the interesting parts. I'm not going to go over the humdrum of everyday life, but you know I'll give you the highlights as I see them. Uh, the first thing is... Uh, the airport was more or less uneventful. Um, I've never had an issue going through security or through customs. Um, so once we got through, it was smooth sailing from there. Um, but on the plane, um, I saw one guy walk on and he had a shirt on that had a picture of someone's high school graduation or at least I hope it was high school. It could have been university. I'm not here to judge. Just stating the facts. And it said, Botello's Bachelor. Um, clearly, Botello is the guy in the picture, and clearly he's being married. And this gentleman um, was one of his bachelors. Presumably, they're going to Florida to celebrate um, his wedding and presumably do things that uh, his future wife probably will not want to well, probably would want to hear about, but probably he's not going to tell her. Again, I'm not here to judge. I'm just here to observe. Although I am going to be judging. But there's a slight twist at the end. We'll get to. And this guy, I don't know how to describe this guy. He is the most Ontario-looking guy I've seen in a while. Um, except I believe he was from Montreal. Um, at least some of his group was from Montreal for sure. If they all were, I'm not entirely Sure, it's kind of hard to figure out, but I'd like to observe uh, extroverts because extroverts tend to be kind of unself aware when they speak in public. So, you know, I like to see, you know, 
especially if there's nothing else to do sitting on a plane. Um, but this guy was like, you know, seemed like a haircut every two weeks kind of guy. I think he had like a, I think he was like a Sens fan. It's like, who the fuck supports Ottawa Senators? Like, I'm not a hockey guy, as we know. But, I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. Have some fucking self-respect and at least support the Toronto Maple Leafs. They're at least an institution. The Ottawa Senators are the most boring fucking... Of all the things you could pick, I mean, Senators. Uh, the most boring and like famously unlikable fucking job. The most unpopular fucking job on planet Earth. And that's your hockey team. Literally... I, I mean, Jesus Christ. It's on par with Stephen Harper naming his fucking band after the address that the Prime Minister lives at. Did I get that from a John Oliver clip from several years ago? Yeah, I did. But it still applies. And it's not plagiarism, because I just cited my source. Boom. That's how academics works. Anyway, more people started filtering onto the plane that all had the same shirt. Botello's Bachelor. And it was a kind of interesting combination of guys. Um, on the one hand, you had guys that had like very much hockey guy vibes. Other dudes were like, you know, frat guy vibes. Other people, such there was a guy sitting next to me and then a guy across the aisle from him. Both of them did not fit in at all. All the other guys seemed like they could conceivably be in a frat. Um, either... Um, they're like athletic or they're just like party guys. Um, you know, just that kind of vibe, just vaguely, you know, very masculine type dudes. Um, but the guy sitting next to me and the guy across from him were more like, like accountants, if that makes sense. They seem more like weird numbers guys. At, at one point they were talking about like SpaceX and I looked over at his computer at one point, he had like spreadsheets open and Microsoft Word and I'm like, this guy seems like he doesn't fit in. This is maybe somebody's younger brother or something. I don't know. Um, and so I got a, a pretty, I was like, these guys are probably going to be fucking annoying. Um, an, ex, an example of an early snippet of conversation is one guy, they're talking about drinking on the plane. This is a, a morning flight. As we know, uh, you know, drinking in airports is a different clock. If you drink a beer at in the morning in an airport, it's, you know, it's five o'clock somewhere as they say. So this guy was talking about getting a gin and tonic and was thinking about purchasing himself the charcuterie board. Now, to me, that seems, I mean, I don't know that I would go with a charcuterie on an airplane. But at the same time, I, I thought nothing of it. His friend told him that that was the softest thing he's ever heard of. Now, soft, if you haven't been if you're not familiar with the bullying ling lingo, soft is not good. Soft is uh, a negative quality. It's it's basically calling someone a pussy, so to speak. Pardon my French, of course. Um, and to me, I mean, I don't know. Are masculine things soft now? Like, to me, charcuterie. It's meat and cheese. I mean, it's not like lumberjack fancy. It's a little, It's a little fancier, but it's certainly not like a... It's not a fruit salad. A gin and tonic. It's maybe a thinking man's drink, but it's no daiquiri. So I am already have a pretty negative view of these guys, both from the fact they sound kind of dumb, but additionally because, um, you know, 
third of a bachelor party. And I think the more guys you add to a group of all dudes, the dumber the group as a whole gets. It's, I don't know what kind of, I don't have any figures or facts or graphs to back it up, but I think it's a pretty clear line. Uh, I think someone could graph it should they choose to, but I'm not a nerd, dropped at a university, and I don't know how to use graphs. So it's neither here nor there. But there was one guy who I just found him kind of interesting. And I, man, (laughs) boy, times have changed a lot since I was a teenager. Anyway, that's not the point. The first thing I noticed that I thought was kind of weird is he had a tattoo. He was like, you know, across on the other side of the aisle and like three seats up. He had a tattoo behind his ear. I was looking at it and I was like, that's the, that's the symbol from Berserk. Um, and if you don't know what Berserk is, um, Berserk is a, is a manga. It's uh, it's also an anime, but if you know about anything about it, you know, you should read it, not watch it. It is one of the most celebrated and critically acclaimed manga that's ever been written. Um, just all around, you know, widely considered just an incredible piece of, of modern art, modern literature, what have you. Um, but it, it's it's not like... It's not something that a casual fan will necessarily find them find their way to you know it's not like a um it's not like a goodfellas necessarily you know like goodfellas is one of the you know again a critically acclaimed movie um you know all these accolades but it's uh it's one that you'll come across whereas something like uh not a film buff like a foreign film like uh whatever whatever that one where he, he plays chess with death. Uh, it's like a black and white film. That one, you know, again, critically acclaimed, widely known in the film circle, but not many people have watched it. Disclaimer, I haven't watched it. I'm just aware of it because of video essays, most likely. So anyway, this guy has this tattoo, and I'm like, that seems interesting. It seems not like something I would expect out of a, a group of fratty guys. And then I noticed he was also reading a physical book at one point. I tried to see what it was. I couldn't. It was a thin book. I don't think it was like a Jordan Peterson or like a finance book. It was like smaller. It was like thin. It was. It could have been like a book of poetry. I don't know what it was. Um, but then as we landed and they all stood up, this guy was talking about how he's vegan and been vegan for a long time and hasn't broken it ever. And has only been tempted. Most people, when they talk about being tempted to break their veganism, it's like bacon or steak or fried chicken or something. This guy said it was his mom's fish recipe. Very weird. Honestly, this one dude changed my whole opinion of this entire group. Also, they didn't get fucking hammered on the flight. They weren't obnoxious. Just polite all around. One guy seemed like a bit of a dick. Seemed like a bit of a gorilla. But one guy out of like 10, it's pretty good. Um, so, you know, if you're listening to this, uh, Botello or any of your bachelors, um, I was kind of wrong. I think not entirely wrong, but I was kind of wrong. And, uh, you know, I wish I wish you the best. 
on your marriage. I hope you didn't do anything that you're going to have to hope that nine other guys are going to swear to secrecy over, um, both for yourself as well as for your wife, future wife. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's about all I have to say regarding that. I know I just spent a long time describing another group of dudes I don't know, but just observed, but that's sometimes what we do on this show. You know, I'm just a guy sitting next to a pool, getting eaten by bugs, telling you about some strangers I saw and didn't talk to. Um, so when I did talk to was the guy at the car rental place who gave me the worst customer service I've had in can't even think of how long. And part of what pissed me off is I did the pre, I did, I did the check-in 24 hours before. And what do they ask you? They ask you, hey, give me your driver's license, give me the credit card, and do you want these extra options? The extra options are things like, do you want extra insurance? Do you want to, because you have to return it with a full tank. But you can opt into their special, whatever it's called, easy fuel, I think it's called, where instead of having to fill it up when you bring it back, you just pay for a full tank up front, and then you can drop it off basically empty, and you're good to go. I declined all this because I don't want anything to do with it. I just want, I have my own insurance, give me the fucking keys to a car, and let me go. So I walk up, I'm Canadian, I'm ready to put my best foot forward, I walk up to the counter at the rental place, and I go, hi, I, I pre-checked in, what do you need from me? Goes your driver's license. I said, okay. I was expect I was ready with the reference number. I, f- I figured I could just give him the reference number. He maybe asked me like one or two things, gives me the keys, and I'm done. I figured that's the whole point. Gives me, I give him my driver's license, and then he's like, okay, I need your credit card. I'm like, it's fucking funny. I already gave it to you. So I give it to him. And then he starts going, uh, do you want the extra insurance, blah, 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 in case you get this, you're not liable? And I'm like, no. And then he's like, do you want the easy fuel for whatever? And I'm like, no. He's like, do you want the toll thing? I'm like, no, I literally, I just want the car. Like I said in my pre-booking. And he goes, okay. And then all the while, he's like, this isn't, what I just gave you was maybe a 20th of the amount of time it took. Because in between, he's like looking around. He's not really talking to me. He's doing stuff in his walkie-talkie. You know, and listen, I get it. I'm sure there's a lot of shit that goes on at that job that I'm not aware of that, uh, you know, leads to that kind of dynamic. I'm sure there's a lot of issues that come up. I'm sure there's a lot of things you have to put up with. I'm sure I would not do a terrific job at that job. I'm just saying, of all the interactions I've had with customer service in any capacity in the past, I'll say five years, I'll say 10 years, is one of the worst. And then... He hands me the keys, and he, or no, he doesn't hand me the keys, he hands me a book, a little pamphlet that has like a, a car number written on it, but not a license plate number. He says, it's Toyota Camry, go to the booth outside, they'll give you your car. So I go, okay. So I walk out, and we walk past all kinds of different cars in the parking lot. There's a bunch of Teslas, a bunch of Toyota Camrys, Corollas, you know, a couple like Cadillacs, some of the higher end vehicles. And I'm waiting to get in line for the the booth there's like one guy in front of me but it doesn't seem like he's picking anything up it seems like he's doing like customer service stuff because he's like yeah you know i want one of the premium vehicles like oh the escalade like that would be that's that seems like a premium vehicle and blah 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 and all this stuff meanwhile 
there's a fucking Camry sitting there, just parked. And there's a car behind it. And I'm waiting in line kind of like, is that my fucking car? Like, I don't have a plate number. I just have a random car number that's like their own identification. Like, is that the, is that the fucking thing? And I'm waiting and waiting, and this guy's starting to piss me off because I'm like, it's a fucking rental. Why are you spending so much time? Who gives a fuck if it's a privileged car? Just if it's a premium car. Just get a fucking car. You're a guy. You're one guy. You don't have a group of people. You don't have a family member with you that maybe is, maybe hey, maybe I want a big car because in case I get in an accident, I want to have the protection for me and my wife and my kid. No, you're a guy wearing capris and a fucking fanny pack around your chest. Okay. <laughs> Just pick a fucking car. Take the Camry. Take the Corolla. Eventually, find a random woman who works there. And I'm like, hey, I'm here to pick up this car. And she goes, oh, it's that one. Points to the car. And I walk around to the other side. I see the windows open. And there's keys on the dash. And I'm like, oh, I guess I was just supposed to kind of steal this car. Just assume that this was my Toyota fucking Camry. And just take the keys and drive off. I'm going to do that next time. Oh, I'm definitely doing that next time. Oh, I'm sorry. I just received the worst fucking service of my entire life. And, you know, I describe it and I realize I'm making a lot out of nothing. Like, there's customer service people that are extraordinarily rude and mean. This guy was not that. He was just very dismissive and not that friendly. I would have appreciated a, hey, how are you doing? There's a guy next to him that had a really charming East Coast accent. It was like kind of what I wanted out of the States. So it's not entirely that guy's fault. I also don't know what he kind of person dealt with before then. So I just want to, I just want to, I guess what I'm trying to say is I know that I sound like I'm complaining about nothing. I completely get it. And that's on me. But I still would have appreciated a little bit more. If not politeness, if not, you know, cordiality then a little more fucking speed you know what I'm saying I'll trade that I'll, I'll make that trade any day of the week uh, and I will say though uh, I like the Toyota Camry it's got good gas mileage drives well I will say I'm having a hard time adjusting to driving miles per hour because here's the thing you might not know if you're driving let's say 60 kilometers an hour if you're driving on a main road, a lot of the times, it's 50. You can go 60. And if you're driving 60, if you want to slow down to make a turn, you don't have to slow down that much. It's not that abrupt. You can kind of ease into it a bit and make a turn, even if you're doing 40. Depending on the turn, that's no problem. But I found I would take these turns... And I knew I was going faster, but I didn't think just psychologically, like, I make these turns, I'm like, man, that felt like quite a fucking rough turn. I felt like I was going pretty fast, but I was, I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was going that fast at all until I made the turn. And at some point it just clicked. Like, I know that I'm going faster. I know that 40 miles an hour is faster than 40 kilometers an hour, but it just, they're both 40, you know? So it seems like it couldn't be that much different. But 40 kilometers an hour is like 70 kilometers an hour. 40 miles an hour is so fast. If you're doing 60 miles an hour, you're doing 100 kilometers an hour. That's highway speeds. 
and there are a lot of roads in Florida that are just 50 or 60 and you turn off of them. So you're ripping it. So that took me a bit of adjusting. Um, Not to mention the fact that like there's so many, like everything in Florida is so far apart. You have to drive everywhere, but it's all like boulevards. So it's all like four or five lanes of traffic. There's like three turning lanes in some places. And it's just very odd to me. Um, But at the same time, it's been very nice. I haven't had a lot of Quebec drivers or Quebec style drivers. You know, I haven't been really cut off. I haven't seen that many dangerous things. Although today for the first time I did see someone cut in front of somebody else without signaling and the person behind them had to break. And I felt like I was home for a second. I really did. It made me feel nostalgic. It made me miss Montreal. Because up until that point, it's been all, hey, people in the left lane are just passing. If you're coming up behind them going faster, they switch over. Everyone's kind of chill. I think it has to do with the fact that there's way more lanes. It's kind of like how in the States there's two parties. So you're encompassing the entire spectrum of hundreds of millions of people into two choices. So there's a lot of variation, and it's a lot more like tense. It's Democrat or Republican. Whereas in Canada, there's way more parties. So, you know, some people fit into liberal. Some people fit more into NDP. Some people fit into green. Some people fit into conservative. Some people fit into people's party, and those people are a little bit fucking touched in the head. We're not going to go there. But it's a lot easier to be kind of chill when there's more options. So I think the fact that in Quebec, a lot of the times there's two lanes and then there's like the odd turning lane on main roads. I think it's leading to a lot of people driving like fucking dickheads and getting pissed off and cutting people off and changing lanes crazily. So I guess what I'm saying is I'm like a libertarian now and I think everybody should have as many choices as possible. I've been in Florida less than a week. Uh, But today I was sitting indoors with a baseball hat on with sunglasses on top while wearing my regular glasses. So I'm taking Florida quite well. Thank you very much. I am going to buy a gun while I'm here. I'm just going to, I'm going <laughs> to see them take it off of me at the airport. Um, yeah. <laughs> the fuck? Uh, as far as, so let me tell you something. I got really pissed off because I'm a, I'm a big grocery guy now. I would say, Between myself and my girlfriend, if one of us is going to get groceries, more often than not, it's me. That's just how our uh, chores line up. A lot of times she's working on stuff and I have more free time once I'm done work because I can literally, once my day ends, I sign off and I'm done. And I'm not uh, the best at following how much, you know, things cost, but I have a ballpark for certain things. And, you know, cucumber, a lot of the time you can find it for a little bit more than a dollar. Canadian. We went to fucking Publix, which is a grocery store in Florida. Cucumber was $3.10 US. A cucumber. It wasn't a super organic, super amazing, like huge cucumber. Just a regular English cucumber. Three fucking dollars American. That's like $15 Canadian. It's not. But, you know, it might as well be. And then a couple days later, we went to Walmart, 
and it was an it was a normal price. It was like ninety nine cents for a cucumber, which is, you know, like. I'm not that good at math. I can't make a joke going the other way. Too slow. Anyway, that's a lot of what we did uh, on our, I think it was our first day. We went out and uh, got some groceries just to have, you know, some stuff throughout the week, uh, as well as we uh, we went to a, so if you don't live in Quebec, All the liquor is run through the SAQ, which is like the government liquor store. It's like just how it is. And in general, I don't have the biggest issue with the SAQ, partially, because I don't really go to the SAQ. I don't drink hard liquor that often. I'm not buying stuff that often. If I am buying stuff, it's usually like wine, which they have plenty of. The hard liquor I need, I can usually find something. But now I have a big issue with the SAQ because there's a place here that we've gone to that might be my favorite store. And let me tell you why. They're not a sponsor, but they should be. They should sponsor this show just because I like them so much. They're called Total Wine and More. And what an understatement. You walk in, They've got all the wine you could possibly even want. Aisles upon aisles of, of wine. Chardonnay, Pinot Grigio, Riesling, uh, uh, already out, Bordeaux, Merlot. Uh, there's a there's a, a red one that starts with an R. It's Spanish. I'm never going to get it. All those. You can get all those. There's a guy... With a bow tie on. You want some help? He'll help you. No problem. Oh, but maybe you don't like wine. Maybe you want some beer. Hey, go ahead to the back. Got a whole back wall. Refrigerated. Beer, white claw, seltzers, whatever you want. Oh, but you're in the mood for... Oh, you want some bourbon? 50-foot aisle. Just bourbon. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. You meant rye? Yeah, no problem. Next aisle over. Another 50-foot long aisle. Oh, okay. No problem. Oh, sorry. You want a gin? Bangiui. Full aisle. Vodka. Same aisle on the entire other side. Oh, oh I get it. You, you, you're you going to make another stop at the way home because you got your hard liquor, but you need your mixer. Turn around. Turn around. There's a full aisle of mixers. Do you want... Do you want Clamato? Do you want stuff to make Bloody Marys? We've got a whole thing there. Do you want... Do you want margarita mix? What flavor? We have them all. Coke? Diet Coke? Dr. Pepper? Diet Dr. Pepper? Sprite? Tonic water? We have it all. You're hungry too. You'd want something to eat. Turn around. Pretzels, chips, pickles. Want pickles? Want pickled onions? We got them. Maybe you don't know what you want. 
maybe you're 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 new you don't know exactly i don't know what brand to pick i don't want to buy a whole bottle what if i don't like it go to the front of the store go to the front of the store oh at the saq they have little airplane bottles kind of near the front near the cashier where it's kind of awkward you can't really stand around and look because the cashier's expectantly looking at you just waiting for you to scan your items so you can leave and they can continue whatever conversation they were having. Don't worry about it. At the end of the aisle, there's two standalone sections. You know the things where they have gift cards? Yeah, yeah, it's like that. But it's all airplane bottles of liquor. Of like all the kinds. You want a little bourbon? There you go. Brandy? Sure. Gin, vodka, rum? Oh, yeah. We have a whole aisle of rum, too. You guys. The SAQ can kiss my ass. They can shove their points up their own ass. And they can start selling snacks and mixers. Because I'm fucking unimpressed. And again, becoming libertarian. I think it's because they've got no other competition in town. I think the government is too goddamn boring and too up its own fucking ass. I'm not going to trust a government that forces people to learn French that sounds nothing like the French that the people of their province actually speak with my alcohol choices. I say denationalize it or whatever it is set it to the private sector let people compete and let's get some fucking weirdos involved do I want to be able to one stop shop even if it's a little bit more even if it's a little bit higher price I understand you're not there to sell your money makers are not your cokes if cranberry they put cranberry juice in the vodka section they just have one Little, it's not a whole thing. In the middle of the section, there's just a row of cranberry juice saying, hey, you prob- you might want this. You're probably going, ah, oh, vodka cranberries are good. Or you might go, fuck, what, do I, what am I even going to make with vodka? I don't even know. I'm new to this. I've got people coming over. I want to make drinks, but uh, people buy, like vodka, I don't know what they like with it. Take a look to your left. There's cranberry juice there. Rum section. Fuck, what do I get? Case of Coke. Right, right fucking there for you. Personally, personally, I don't, I don't like rum and Coke. I don't like Coke as a mixer in general. I just don't appreciate it. I don't think it, I don't like the way it, it, it mingles with everything. But I appreciate the gesture. I appreciate the suggestion at the bare fucking minimum. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. I, I don't know what to say. I, I'm having a lot of mixed feelings. I really appreciate living in Quebec. I like all the things it's afforded me, all the advantages, all the opportunities. But the SAQ needs to go. It's just not equipped for our modern era and our modern taste for a variety of choices. And and it's not giving us the opportunity as consumers to fully explore our palate and and just enjoy ourselves. You know what I'm saying? I don't think we should be limited by the 
whims of our government, I think we should carve our own path. And I think, you know what? Along with the SAQ, let's let's just privatize healthcare. Universities should be very expensive. Um, age of consent? No, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm fully fucking kidding about everything except for the SAQ. I don't know who the does this SAQ have a seat? Hold on, how does this work? How have I never looked into this? Let me see. Does this SAQ have a CEO? Okay, I don't have internet on my computer, so I can't look it up. But I have my phone. Can it reach to the... This is where... This is exactly where I'm going to end up throwing my computer in the pool by accident. I'm not as close as I may have led you to believe, but I'm close enough that it could fall on the ground and then slowly skid over and fall into the pool. Let's see. S-A-Q-C-E-O. Catherine Dejeuner. Get that in. Since 2018. Get that in. I I think... Why does she look so familiar? I feel like he used to work with this person. Okay, we got Carl Boucher, Vice President, Information Technology. Luke Bordeaux, Vice President of Supply Chain. Luke? Buddy? (laughs) We need to have a fucking meeting. Because you need to diversify your supply chain here. Uh... Sandrine Bolle, Vice President of Marketing and Merchandising. Sandrine. Oh, mademoiselle. Sorry, that's disrespectful. But I have an opportunity for you. Uh, let's see who else. I mean, I have a lot. Uh, Edith Fillon, Vice President and Chief Financial Officer. I've got a business opportunity that's going to blow your fucking socks off. I mean, Jesus. How many? Oh, my God. How many fucking people? Martin Levesque, Vice President, Sales Network Operations. Okay, Martin, you, Edith, and Edith, I'm not sure. That's probably not right. And Luc, we're going to have a a little Zoom call as soon as I get back. I've got a lot of, I've got so many fucking ideas for you, you're not going to believe it. I think we could do something great here. I mean, I don't know if you guys are also involved with the SQDC making dried fruit edibles, that was a freak move. I can't imagine who approved that. That is unreal. That's a real thing. But we can really revitalize your image. I've... I got carried away. This is supposed to be recapping my Florida trip. and I just spent the entire time talking about strangers and then also talking about the liquor store. That seems not like a good sign. Uh, I've done a, a bunch of other things. <laughs> Believe it or not, uh, one last thing I will tell you is, is something that is kind of um, a bit concerning, a bit sad, and also a bit of a continuation from previous weeks. We went to a place called the Wakotahatchee Wetlands. And what those are are basically wetlands. They built kind of this elevated wooden walkway. It's like, I don't know, six feet above the water, maybe more. Not good with that kind of judgment you can basically walk around there's birds there's rabbits iguanas lizards alligators all living in i guess what could be described as a natural habitat um we basically can walk around and it's uh we actually did it on mother's day 
and a lot of babies had just been born. So we're seeing all these baby birds and, and stuff. And I'm seeing all this, you know, local flora and fauna. And unfortunately, I was able to identify a lot of it. A lot of the animals, a lot of the plants. <sighs> because I've been playing a lot of Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's a blue Huron. That's an egret. That's a snowy egret. It's an alligator. That's an iguana. This is hummingbird sage. All because of... All because of... <laughs> my time spent playing a video game. And... I think that's probably really not a good thing. I feel like that's not how it's supposed to be. I feel like a normal human experience with that would be... You see this stuff in nature... And then you play Red Dead and you go, oh, wow, it's amazing. They they have this. They included this. Oh, they got this right about this bird or, oh, this plant. Oh, this is how you forage it. Oh, this is how you do that. And you appreciate the game more. Whereas I, not knowing anything about that, played the game, then went into real nature and went, oh, this is like the video game. <sighs> I think I'm a lot of what's wrong with modern society. I think I think I might be a big I think I might be a big issue. I think I might be a poster boy for a lot of the things that um a lot of society's failings as well as just personal failings. Um and that's not a good that's an unfortunate realization to come to as you, as you may well be able to imagine. Um on the other hand uh around before six, definitely, I witnessed a man come out of a beachside bar and throw up directly on the boardwalk. And then weirdly walk away like he was fine, like two minutes later, saw him walking to a car and he seemed totally sober. So, I'm not that guy. I'm not throwing up outside of a bar level of guy. But I think I've just made a pretty compelling case for why I need to turn my life around in a lot of ways. Um, I also do need to go back to Total Wine because um, I'm, I'm out of bourbon. So that's uh, that's unfortunate. I've been drinking bourbon and Sprite. I don't know how people feel about that. It's kind of like a Ryan Ginger just... I guess kind of a weird hillbilly version or a suburban version. I think it tastes great. Slice up a clementine, juice it in there. You're off to the fucking races. Actually, I think they're mandarins. They're the same thing. Um, I also did go to the beach, got some shells, um, drank, I don't know, probably three times my daily value of sodium in ocean water. Um, but I'm not dead. So, all's well that ends well. Um, some things that are coming up uh, this week that I'll probably touch on next week. If they're interesting, if they're boring, I won't talk about them, kind of like with the beach. Um, we're going to go to, oh, side note, just a side note. One thing Montreal does not have as well is good, cheap seafood places. 
I had a fried oyster po' boy that blew my dick off into the ocean. It was so fucking good, and it was not at all expensive. As well as a homemade ice cream sandwich with a cookie brownie and uh, blueberry Oreo ice cream. <clears throat> but <laughs> I'm not going to get sidetracked again. Coming up, uh, tomorrow we're going to a zoo. At some point we're going to go to an art museum. Uh, what else? Oh, we're going to a place called Peanut Island uh, to snorkel. Um, and I think we're going to try and hit up a Salvation Army just to see if there's any cool shit to find. Uh, we also want to go to Chipotle and probably a bunch of other stuff that's not that interesting to mention, but might be interesting to talk about after the fact, if just because I embarrass myself publicly. But uh, this is already getting into a bit of a long episode, so I'm going to call it there, as always. You can follow me on Instagram at excessively underscore Caucasian or send me an email at downsizingpod at gmail.com. Tune in next week to see if I unfortunately get shot dead in an altercation in Florida. Yeah.